Welcome to the Baron's Head Up Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. Before we get into the movie, we want to take a second of your time to talk about where you can find us online. You can find us on Twitter, which is the BHO underscore podcast. Also on Instagram, which is the Baron's Hideout underscore podcast. Where can they find you, Aaron? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at double AA row. You can find all these links and more on our link tree. Lastly, if you want to support us and a small business, Twisted Allure, you can use our code BHO podcast for 5% off. Come listen if you dare. host Dustin. I'm your co-host Aaron. Today we are reviewing a movie that we should have done a long time ago. I actually switched out a movie for us to do this movie uh, and we're doing The Stylist uh, finally. Um, I know we just did the uh, Jill Gavargazian uh, interview uh, three weeks ago I think is, is when it was. Aaron I don't I know you weren't, um, weren't there for that one because mm-hmm. of, of work and whatnot. But yeah, this is a a movie that I feel like we should have reviewed um, around the time that we did that interview. But I don't remember what the hell we had going on. Um, that was like the busy week. I think so. I think it's when I when I like overbooked us like hardcore. <laughs> um, and I think we had like fuck like six people coming on or some shit like that. Um, but we're finally doing it. We are reviewing The Stylist. Uh, it is a great fucking movie. Uh, Aaron, uh, your first time viewing it. Uh, technically mine too, but I saw this way before you did. Um, but just coming off the off of uh, the fresh watch, what do you what do, what do you think? Um, well, there was a few scenes I mentioned to you earlier that kind of hard to watch, but so cool. It's uh, very emotional. You feel... Just talking to it because you keep cutting out. My bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, you kind of feel for the um, uh, Claire, you know, throughout the movie. But this... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, um, and also this movie kind of like throws you into it right away. Yeah. Um, you don't really have any kind of breathing room for this film, and it's meant that way, mm-hmm. um, especially after talking to Jill about, about how this movie was, um, and that she's a hairstylist herself, and she kind of did this um, because no one has really made a killer hairstylist no. before. Um, I mean, this this movie has a lot of influences in it, of course. Um, it's got you know some maniac in it. It's got like Texas Chainsaw. It, it's got a, it's got a lot of thing. Logan. I asked you to not do that, please. And, um, yeah, it's just an overall really, really good film. Shh! I need you to stop, please. Now I gotta edit a bunch of this out. <sighs> okay, one, two, three. It's got, uh, you know, Maniac influences in it. It's got Texas Chainsaw in it. Um, it has a lot of really weird, like, 70s 80s movies mixed in with the feeling of this even though it's a very modern film um uh 
like we would, we just interviewed with with Adam Stolville, the uh, director and writer of uh, A Ghost Waits, and this is what we're saying how we don't really. He doesn't even know really when his movie was technically officially released. <laughs> this is one of those films that um, a lot of people say, oh, it's like 2020. Oh, it's 2021. Some people say in 2022 because it came out on Shutter 2022. Um, but I'm pretty sure Jill, when I was talking to her, I think he confirmed it was a 2021 release. Um, I could be completely wrong on that. Um, but anyway, um, that's just a, a little bit of background on this film uh, before we really start jumping into it. Aaron, if you want to pull up IMDb and do the, the usual. Stylist, according to IMDb, 20. It does say 2020? Yeah. I'm pretty sure she said 2021, but hey, I'm probably fucking wrong. <laughs> um, the movie runs for an hour and 45 minutes. Um, That's a ride all the way through. Yeah. So, we'll go through the cast, and we have... Yara Townsend, who plays Claire, who's our main character. Yep. I know her from Contracted. Um, very, very good zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also a second one. I think she's in that one as well, um, I think. But, yeah, great performance. Uh, that was a movie I saw, like, around, like, when did the movie come out, Contracted? Contracted. 2013. 2013. I think I saw it in like 2015, 16, right around there. I think it was on Netflix for a long time. Uh, very, very good movie and really, really good performance. And she definitely carries that same energy into this film. Um, it's a pretty small cast too. Um, yep. but uh, then we also have Bria Grant who plays Olivia, who friend. Yep, and she's in a movie that's also on Shutter called Lucky. Um, she wrote it. She was also in Halloween. Yeah, um, Lucky is a really, really good um, kind of almost time loopy movie. Uh, it's 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 good. Um, it's on Shutter. I saw it once, and I meant to go rewatch it again because there was a couple spots in it that I was a little confused about. Because uh, mm-hmm. the movie is a bit confusing, but it, it's a good it's a good watch for sure. Um, we have Jennifer Seward who plays Sarah. Sarah McGuire played Dawn. Yeah, I think that's one. Or I don't know if they're technically unknown, but the the two bigger ones that we just talked about. Yeah. So all these ones are kind of just like side characters. Yeah, side character. Davis DeRock who plays Millie Milan who plays again the rest of like a bunch of other characters. things. Yeah, um, but like the main cast is yeah. kept pretty. Simple. Yep, and uh, this was directed and written by Jill Gabargazian mm-hmm. um, with some partners. Um, I forget what she said the budget was for this, but maybe IMDb likes us today and uh, wants to give us the budget for this, if it's accurate. Because sometimes it's not. It uh, does not look like it wants to give us a budget, but um, you guys can go listen to our interview with um Jill, and you can find out a lot more uh, behind the scenes um, for this film and other things that she's done. Because this is also... A movie under her um, production company, Six Tape Productions, that she created. And um, Najara is actually um, uh, listed on it, too. She is also a producer um, in that company. So it's kind of cool that she's um, acquiring more people for her company to make more movies. And I want to see what else is next. And I can tell you what's next uh, is a movie called Black Mold that um, she is, I'm pretty sure she's a head producer on it. That's coming out. and. Um, for those of you who have seen Revealer, 
or listen to our interview or our review on it. Jill was also a producer in that. Um, very, very like lower um, end producer. Um, but the really cool thing is, is that um, Kato AC is also uh, one of the, the main actors in Black Mold. So it's a very tight, tight um, family between the stylist and revealer. And now they're kind of, you know, keeping in a company to do more films. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it, man. <clears throat> Next, we have Rotten Tomatoes. All right. I did see these, but it's been a long time since I saw it. Um, I'm pretty sure it is certified fresh, correct? Yep. Um, I think it's in the 80s. I'm going to go 87. Indy. 90? Okay. Um, and then the audience score is fewer than 50 ratings. Um, fewer than 50? Yeah. Really? Um, shit. Well, usually when it's a lower number like that, it's going to be high regardless. So I'm going to keep it in the 80s. I'm going to go like 80. 40? Fuck you. <laughs> really, I was thinking because it was like lower on the, the, the spectrum for the amount of views, that would have been mm-hmm. high. But mm-hmm. um, really, people don't like the film? Well, mm-hmm. I guess they don't, they don't not like it. They just don't think it's average. Yeah. Uh, sadly, nowadays, there's no video for this to go straight to. Maybe someone should reopen a branch of Blockbuster just uh, so a VHS copy can be ceremoniously placed in a bargain bin by the exit with that's a wow. negative review they're yeah, saying this can't negative. go on a streaming service but it's on arrow streaming service mm-hmm. and it's on shutter and you can buy physical right are people dumb <laughs> uh here's a positive one uh with loads of swooning style uh Gavarskian, uh gads this gruesome story of self-discovery gone Ari into an absolutely bonkers climax that'll leave audiences dropped jawed yeah, mm-hmm. I agree on that. Uh, this is a movie that suggests finding a new friend as an uh, adult can be as difficult and emotionally wrenching as escaping a serial. Okay. Yeah. That negative one. That that's just really boggles But the rest my of mind. them were uh, positive. But so. why would opening up a blockbuster to get this to be <laughs> viewed? That's just fucking insane. I wonder if Jill's read that one. Cause that <laughs> that one's like, what? You you're clearly on a different fucking planet. Right. Um, but I think that's that's all we have on the on the background um, before we jump into this crazy movie, right? All right, so let's start. Hi, right this way. So, what's the plan? I wish my hair would do that. But we all want what we don't have. We all want what we don't have. <laughs> Claire, this is amazing. Can't wait to see this with the dress. Oh, neither can I. House of Wedding Madness. Getting married turns you into such a narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> I am actually nervous. Yeah. It's gonna be great. I love you. Tell me about you, Claire. I do hair. You get to go in and out of people's lives. You hear stories. The hairstylist. She's creepy. Doesn't one naturally know her? You give life advice. 
It's almost like having a family. Are you okay? Stupid! <sighs> what are you doing? <laughs> the stylist. Uh, Aaron, do you want to open or do you want me to open? Uh, I want you to open. Okay, because I think you opened the last two, so mm-hmm. yes, I'll do it. Yeah, this um, this movie really does start off right to bat, but um, the the first like whole scene, it's so beautifully lit, mm-hmm. and the colors are. This is a very colorful film, um, even with the uh, the the drawing that someone actually made for the the cover. Like this highlights the color palette in this film, um, and it's also on our screen. It's it's really really good. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, we meet this character. Uh, Claire, who is a hairstylist, uh, she's working very late, drinking a coffee. Um, she looks a little, right off the bat, you can kind of tell there might be something a little off about her, or you just might think maybe she's as tired as fuck. It's night, um, anxious. It, it looks like she's looking at all the people who are still in the salon, uh, which is not many. They're all about to leave and, and finish with their, their clients. So um, her client walks in and... um. They, they sit down and they kind of start talking a little bit and um, Claire's asking her, um, oh, so um, where are you from? And she's like, oh, is it that obvious? Like, I'm I'm not from around here um, and whatnot. So they start talking a little bit. Then she asks if she wants like, a glass of wine or water. And she says, yeah, I'll, I'll take some wine. So she goes and we just see the, the, the back shot of Claire with a bunch of glasses. Uh, we don't know what she's doing. With, at this point, we just know that she's getting wine and pouring it to something. But if she's doing anything else, mixing color, I think. But we don't really know. Um, it could be it could be anything. Um, but yeah, she goes back and uh, starts talking to um, this client again. And then the client says to her, "I have a, a really good quote here." Is um, but we all want what we don't have, and um, that's kind of the whole theme of this movie. That we all want things that we don't have. So them, with them kind of already setting that up for um, for this whole film, I think is a smart thing to do. Um, and and um, when she says that, Claire kind of like nods a little bit and, and, and agrees. And then we get this montage of her cutting her hair, or we think <laughs> that's what she's doing. Um, but then we get um, Claire going to cover um up the uh the windows and then she rolls out this set of scissors, scissors and and, and that the client seems to be knocked out so we're like what the, what's the and fuck is going like on? a slow motion wine glass drop yep and then we get our first helping so uh, what, what did you think of that right off the bat, Aaron, with um, getting getting that first <laughs> visual of, like, I'm in for a fucking ride? Uh, it was it was rough, to watch, honestly. <laughs> um, like, I'm all for, like, a bloody movie, but, like, something about seeing somebody's scalp just being, like, mm-hmm. just precisely cut off like that. Yeah. Just, like, got to me. <laughs> yeah. But. And um, Jill actually has, like, most of these scalps still at her house. Really? Like, so she kept... All of the um, the special aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you never know. Um, and then we get a, a really cool um, shot of her. Like, I'm calling her Lair. Uh, she she goes home and um, she brings this newly acquired 
um, scalp, <laughs> um, trophy, yeah, essentially, or personality, really, um, to her her lair. And we get to see that she. This is not the first time she's done this. Uh, um, there's multiple ones down there. But what she does is that she tries all these on, and then she kind of like morphs into his people takes on their personality. Were. Yeah, and then she starts quoting them. Like she says, like, oh, we all want what we, we don't have. You know, she says that. It's almost like she uh, replays that conversation like that she has with them before. Yeah, it's like her trying to not be herself. She wants to be these people, and I guess the the best way for her to do that is to scalp them and <laughs> physically wear them to, um, you know, <laughs> be this other person. Because um, one thing that, that happens throughout this movie, I feel, is like, like we focus on Claire the whole time, right? But do you ever feel like you really know her? Like, you know her, like, it's really well. vagueness about it. Um, I feel like the, the way that she's written and the way that she's um, she's being, like, portrayed and how Najera is um, acting is that there is, like, a, a side of her that she doesn't want anybody to be um, other than she's a very anxious person, obviously. She's um, unhinged. Um, she's um, a little um, insane. <laughs> um, but then again... I guess if you were a hairstylist, especially talking to Jill, with always, you know, um, always have to be like their quote unquote like therapist. It's kind of like being a bartender at the same same time, you know. Um, my mom has been a bartender for um, a while. She kind of just recently stepped down from doing that, and it's kind of the same thing. Like these people come problems. in, and everybody wants to tell you what the fuck's going on, and um, and you're literally the therapist, you, you and you're you're giving them their poison. You know, but with a, a hairstylist, it's completely different. It's way more intimate because obviously they're they're making you look the way that you want. You're there for at least an hour, um, and you have to have a conversation. I feel like if you go to get your hair cut and you're not talking, I feel like it's very awkward. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, even though I've I've been there and I've done that, um, it it just sucks when the person that's doing your hair doesn't seem like they're all there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of like where Claire is in, in her life, especially seeing this this first scene. Like she's talking, but she's very just like, I'm just here. Um, and then um, she goes and does her business. And then she gets in. <laughs> yeah, then she she does her business. Um, but uh, let me see. Sorry, my if I move it, does it move on your end? Okay, we're we're sharing the same notes, so I just want to make sure it's not <laughs> it's not messing up on you. Um, but it's it's cool because um, the next day, this is a really really cool shot. Is um, Claire just wakes up? She's like putting on well, she's like touching her face and stuff like, Ooh, and, oh, like yeah. putting on makeup. But then we get this really cool like split screen and like messaging between um, um, Claire and Olivia, which we have not officially met Olivia yet. Right now, like we're getting introduced to her, but we don't know who she really is. All yeah. we know is that she wants to get her hair done because she has a wedding. And then we see, we see her, um, you know, jogging, and um, Claire's kind of just like doing her own thing. Um, and then she goes to this coffee shop. Claire goes to this coffee shop. Um, we get a little bit of like talking between um, Olivia and her husband Charlie a little bit, uh, but that's pretty much it. And then we cut back to Claire like almost immediately, and this is like technically like her her go to coffee shop because uh, yeah. the the barista there like knows her order, but She's like fixated on this like one little spot of blood 
that's like on her on her shoe that she's trying to rub off. So oh, she's yeah. like all like freaking out inside. You can tell. And then um, she just looks at her and she tells her her order. And then uh, one of the other things is like when she goes to wait, there's this one guy just fucking staring at oh, her. Yeah, I noticed that. And then she finally wipes wipes it off. And then right there is when um collected and and, and okay um but um we get a little bit more of a back and uh, forth with the um the hair cutting because Claire doesn't want to do it um Olivia like kind of pushes her to do it um she says okay well I'll um I'll think I'll take the day to think about it so they do that um Claire goes back home um nothing productive in her day other than she goes back to her lair and just like chucks her boots down there so I guess she's she believes down things down there that she doesn't want people to know about, obviously. Um, and then we get to uh, Olivia's work, which she looks like she's maybe some sort of an accountant, or she's in a big office too, um, or something. But she's talking to one of her friends, um, saying that um, she doesn't know if she's going to be able to do this. And I, this is what kind of confused me though, because it, it seemed like Olivia's friend was the one that was telling her about Claire. Um, did you get that kind of, same yeah. kind of feeling? Because I thought this was Olivia's hairstylist, but it must have been her friends? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but I, I think I think that's what it is, because she was even like, well, no, your hairstylist like, flaked on me. So Unless, um, like, she recommended another person, and then, yeah. like, um, she... Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what that was. Um, but Aaron, I will um I'll let you take it from here. This is when I think Claire is outside of Olivia's house for the first time. Oh yeah. So she's stalking Olivia, mm-hmm. um also texting her hair. Yeah. Um but then um she also she like follows her Uh I think that that one's later. Oh, okay. Um but uh yeah, so um she stalks Olivia. She tells her to do a hair, and then their hair mon. Yeah, of uh, I think it's her and Olivia. Like they're finally together, getting getting their hair done. I think they go to Olivia's apartment. Yeah, later that night. Yep. Yep. Um, so they're you know doing what white girls do, <laughs> doing their hair. It's also really funny too because when she goes to pick up the wine, like Claire's like staring at this huge wall and <laughs> yep. she's like so overwhelmed I would be too because I'm not a big wine person or even like alcohol person so I wouldn't even know what to grab so I imagine that's what what she's like during mm-hmm. that 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 point so yeah we got another hair montage and Olivia loves her hair she's happy mm-hmm. with it and she's um puts her dress on and she asks uh, Claire to like yeah stuff like that such an awkward like <laughs> moment too of them being at the house um because every time uh you see claire like interacting with somebody it's so awkward um like i really want to know more of claire's backstory um and when i was talking to jill i was like since a lot of these movies are starting to do like comic books and stuff now mm-hmm. would it be cool if um like our friend Jason Miller or something would go and make a comic book series of like how Claire became to be this um, prolific um, scalper. Um, I think that would be really, really fucking cool. Um, studied ancient techniques from. <laughs> yeah, that would be that'd be really, really funny. Um, 
Yeah, throughout the scene, though, you kind of get, like, the vibe that she's attracted to Olivia. Yeah. You... Like, a it's, little bit. It's but... weird, too, because you, you don't know if it's, like, her being attracted or she's just happy to have a friend now, like, mm-hmm. someone to talk to. Uh, it's kind of, it's like a blurred line there. Like, I get I get the, the oh, man, she's attracted to her, but I also get the, well, she's alone, and now she has somebody who's inviting her to do all these things because no one ever does that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's a bit, a little bit of both, um, in my opinion. But I mean, you can take it anyway, really. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then you get some small talk, and um, but then uh, she uh ends up like um kind of freaking herself, getting all up in her head because um, I forgot they're talking. She was talking about their her dad or mm, and mother um, and yeah, their parents and uh, um, she ends up getting all up in her head though, and then like freaking out, says I gotta go. Um, and she like goes out into her car, and, um, starts like crying and freaking out to herself, um, you know, repeating all the you know, the the like the lines from, you know, conversation yeah. she had just had, like uh was it um I never knew my dad either and Yeah. Yeah, you know. she's like bashing herself because she knew that she was lying. Yeah. Um so that's another thing that you get to see. Um You can see that she's like fighting it that urge, but like time it's you know I mean I think this is like more of a kid thing. I think when you were younger, when you were trying to fit in, yeah, you would you would say stupid things that you would lie about. Like I used to tell when I was in middle school, I used to tell people Mike Rowe was my uncle <laughs> from Dirty Jobs. <laughs> yeah, it's like stupid shit like that. So you know, like you'd always say something dumb. Um, but with her being somebody who guess really only knows her career and doing her. Um, doing hair and stuff that she doesn't really get an actual um, connection with somebody outside of the salon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's just because that's how Claire wants to live her life, or, or if she's, she's just, just like waiting. A homebody, you know, and just yeah. doesn't do well with. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, one other thing that uh, we got to uh, note too is that when she was at the house, um, she sees the key. Yep. And she takes it. Yeah, so she takes Olivia's house key, and it's kind of funny because it, it's on the the cover, um, that's on the on Shutter um, and on the DVD that has uh, scissors and a key that are that are hanging. So, kind of uh, foreshadows some things. And but um, yeah, so she leaves Olivia's place and sheds to her usual coffee shop at what? like fucking ten o'clock, yeah, 10 o'clock at, at night. <laughs> Uh, she tries to like barge in, but the uh, coffee girls uh, that she's like, we close at ten, but then she realizes mm-hmm. that it's Claire, so she lets her in. She's like, I hope you don't mind me locking, um, uh, you know, locking the door behind you. She's like, oh no, it's all good. She makes her her usual. Um, then she drugs the coffee girls' coffee, I love, and um, I love how she just has that on. I know, right? <laughs> um, and this also kind of shows, like, when, when Claire feels uncomfortable, this is her way of getting herself back to normal. Mm-hmm, to, like, kind of snap back into reality. Yeah, but that kind of leaves the question, like, what the fuck happened What the the first scene? You and know, right. what, like, what set her off to want to go and do this to one person? Or maybe it was just the fact that she was cheating also on her husband, too, like, during that whole conversation. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, I found, like, a boy toy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe she was, like, you're an awful person. So maybe she's, like, a... She's, she's judging them and, and 
seeing okay this is someone who doesn't belong mm-hmm. and maybe doing that but then again the Taking coffee person makes her coffee so this is kind of just like a an outrage of like a last resort yeah. um like for help. yeah like i need to i need to i need to get this out of my system yeah so she drugs her coffee and she leaves. She waits across the street for um the girl to pass out. Oh, yeah. Um she sees her like taking out the trash and uh and then watches her just fall. So yep. she ends up uh dragging her back into the shop behind the counter. Yep. Um she rolls out oh she's already got her scissors and everything set up. So she playing this out all yeah. out. <laughs> um but uh while she's texting Olivia, um and then um she gets Invited to like her birthday party, and then starts scalping the barista, barista, um, but then ends up messing up, <laughs> and so the girl wakes up mm. while in the middle of while she's in the middle of cutting her scalp off, and starts freaking out, understandably. Yeah. Then uh, Claire panics and just starts stabbing her to death with the scissors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just like seeing her like fuck up the the cut was is very disturbing right. and but also her waking up too it's just like what the fuck now imagine waking up in the middle of that shit i don't want to imagine that <laughs> um but yeah so she cleans up and she dumps the body in a trash can <laughs> does this place not have security cameras that's not i know thing. right and she didn't look around for cameras nothing. yeah like this movie um sets up that this world has no security um, do whatever the fuck you want, essentially, yeah. in this universe, which um, is kind of cool, but also really scary. Um, there's a couple of things at the end of the movie where there, there is people, like, watching, like, there's pictures of of, um, of Claire, but we'll talk about that when, when we get close. And also, like, the, the uh, missing person stuff that, that happened. Yeah. She, like, sees the paper mm. um, at her work or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, decides to take that to wash off the shame. Yeah, essentially, um, yeah. And uh, she listens back to like her recording that she had on her phone from when she was at Olivia's. Yeah, that's another thing. Like the, you never know if someone could be recording you. I know. And she was recording the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. That is scary as shit. Like she's um, trying to take on her personality. Yeah, or like trying, yeah, getting like repeating these things back, like the um. Well, look how great we turned out is the thing that she keeps playing back. Yep. So she's like, oh, so I'm a good person. Essentially is what she's saying. And we can be together. She's trying to justify it. Yeah, we'll yeah. be two good people together because we turned out great, essentially, is what she's saying. Um, and then she goes to, she goes to like, a, a hardware store, right? And then she goes to, like, grab things to lock up her, her quote, lair. Quote, lair. <laughs> yep. Um, and the guy, the guy says, "Hey, keeping somebody in or keeping somebody out." And he says, "Keeping somebody out <laughs> for sure. Keeping somebody out, which is which is kind of funny." Um, yeah. And then Claire eventually ends up getting back to Olivia and accepting her invitation. Yeah. And uh, um, anyway, she, uh, she's at. Oh wait, no mind. She's the sign for the. Old. Yeah. Uh, more text from Olivia. Um. And another thing I got confused too is because she has other conversations on her phone. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure if it was a video or if it was recording. I don't know if it was like maybe like a because um, we never really see the phones like actually like what's on screen. Uh huh. I don't know if maybe it was like stuff that was posted, 
like oh, yeah, on, on like social a social media, media maybe that's she, what it looked like, it is, like yeah. yeah that's what i'm getting from but i was also thinking like did she plant something in olivia's house that we just didn't see her do um but it's it's kind of nuts that um she's literally stalking olivia <laughs> i know but then they end up going to this uh club for her birthday party yeah and it is for very, her a bachelor party uh, bachelor party bachelor yeah party. sorry it's all um, good. but yeah and it, it's extremely awkward because they're like these like obnoxious like woo girls who like mm-hmm. that's what they do every weekend yeah and, um but so they all like start like drinking and she gets there they're, they're already drunk and um yeah. she's like oh i just poured this drink it's for you and then they all like do their cheers and you know, jump around and she yeah. ends up spilling um alcohol in her dr- dress very little amount yeah mind but she you. like panics about it yeah it's like she's almost like needs things to be perfect like, yeah she's definitely ocd i was gonna say yeah like OCD, for sure. bipolar for sure ocd um because you even saw that in the beginning with, with the, the shoe with the shoe you know um yeah and there's, there's some good talks too between which i'm surprised she doesn't have like a dexter set type setup when she does this you know yeah <laughs> i know she just does it anywhere mm-hmm. like it could be in the alley it could be in a store <laughs> um anywhere it could be in your house it, it's it's kind of crazy but there's some pretty good conversations between her and olivia but even though this time olivia's fucking blasted yeah um like she's not like 100 percent there like you know if you get tipsy or if you're drunk like or even like high or something that you you might just like have a feeling of just like wanting to say whatever's on your mind or honesty yeah Yeah. or just like spitting random shit and like um olivia was talking to claire about charlie and she's like sometimes doesn't even feel like notices me which i think is kind of like really really real in relationships hey mm-hmm. i've been there in, in my relationship um and you know things have definitely gotten better once we've you know kind of addressed those things and, and whatnot but um what claire says is that he interrupted you is so like so straight to the heart it's very powerful just hearing that because you know that happens a lot in any kind of relationship, you know, and um, and even Olivia's like, yeah, yeah, it feels like he uh, he interrupted me, and then Olivia asks Claire if she likes to run, and then Claire's like, yeah, I love running, <laughs> um, which you know is definitely a lie, <laughs> um, but then um, she kind of ex- uh, Claire excuses herself to go to the bathroom to clean up her dress, and then this is the point in the movie. This is like like really the climax. This is the climax, or just right about. This is when it all fucking turns. Is when um, Olivia's friends come into the bathroom and start talking about how weird she is, and she's fucking creepy, and like, why is she here? Why the hell did she invite her hairstylist? Which I mean, it, granted, it may be a little weird. But um, the, you know, she's part of the wedding, you know. Yeah, so. and and also depending on how long they they've you know been doing quote unquote business with. I mean, who, yeah. who cares? Um, my my mom. Um, was a bartender for somebody and was invited to like a a, a wedding. Yeah. I mean, you can invite anybody. But Claire's in like the, a stall listening to all this and you know she's pissed cuz she she doesn't even say bye to Olivia face to face. She has to text and be like, "Sorry, I had to leave." Um so she waits in her car for one of her friends to go to her house. So she follows them Uh-oh. to her house. Um and she finds her way inside. I don't know why they left the door unlocked. That was another <laughs> thing. Like maybe this is a very friendly neighborhood. Um, it's like Canada. <laughs> yeah, people just leave their houses unlocked. So she goes in, and um, she 
goes in like the living room area where like her, um, Olivia's friend and like boyfriend or whatever are just laying in the couch and you can tell that she wants to do something but she turns and goes to the bathroom and finds these pills um, but then has to go into the bathtub because the friend woke up and is going to like go to the bathroom mm-hmm. so Claire's just <laughs> in the bathroom with these uh, pills which I, I don't forget what was on them um, and then, uh, like, rushes out of the house and, and goes home. Um, it, it's a very, very tense moment, just realizing that somebody could be watching you. You're fucking sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she, like, literally, like, runs out of the house and then goes home. And then we get some, um, this is when the uh, relationship between Claire and Olivia get really awkward. Because uh, you can tell she's really attached yeah. to Olivia at this point. So she wakes up and is like, Wanting to send these messages like, oh, how's it going? Is there anything else I can do for you? Uh, it was a really good time last night, but she was just always like erasing them. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you can tell that she's just getting really attached to this one person. Um, and then she goes to get another coffee, and then she sees, um, I think it's at this point where, oh, wait, no, never mind. This is at her work is when she sees um, the more missing posters, and then yep. she goes home. And this was the the more video slash audio scene that I was confused by, where she was getting very, very, very upset um, in her bed because she was listening to her friend, Olivia's friends talk to her, and she hasn't said anything to Claire. Mm-hmm. So she's getting jealous, yeah. essentially, at this point. Um, and this is like the, the uber creepiness is, um, I'm going to go watch her run through the park. <laughs> um, I, I also love... The, the wardrobe in this movie because uh, Claire's always so um, vibrant and you can always know when she's there because the way her color palette is and what she wears it's very um, outstanding and especially sure. in the park she's wearing like fucking like a bright yellow bird <laughs> yeah big sunglasses yeah um then oh Aaron you can talk about this as meets up with Claire at her work. Uh, that that fucking scene. Oh, uh, when she like meets her outside. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, they end up running into each other outside of um her work. And uh, uh Claire asks her, you know, if she could help her with anything mm-hmm. and she basically tells her to like fuck off. Um like she's like stressed and she you know. Yeah, she's like, I'm stressed, I got so many other people helping asking me to help, I don't need any more not just you, it's everybody, yeah. and this whole thing. Um, and she said, I just need some space, and she goes, maybe you need some space when you flee. Yeah, and I don't, when Claire said that, I was just like, I was, nope, <laughs> nope, don't, don't say that. And then Olivia, like, no, not having it. Yeah, um, so she ends up kind of just, um, uh, just, uh, like, it's freaking out. Yeah, she gets like, upset, and gets Claire upset. like wants to say something, and I I have the quote there. I forget uh-huh. what she says after. Is um, sometimes people can talk to strangers. Like she was trying to say more, but Olivia kind of just told her to to leave, and she drives yeah. off. Um. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Claire starts losing it. Um, you need some wine. <laughs> yeah. You need wine for the uh, rehearsal. Dinner? Yeah. Um. But uh. Anyways. Oh, <laughs> this whole scene is oh my god uh, so she breaks into Olivia's house during rehearsal dinner 
Um, creepy as fuck, dude. And she what ends, she does too. Oh, I know. She ends up uh, returning the scarf that she had stolen and trying on one of her dresses. Mm. Starts going through all of her drawers and ends up in her underwear drawer <laughs> and finds a little vibrator, um, which she then s- starts turns on, starts slowly moving it down. <sighs> she makes herself comfortable in the bed. Bro. And um starts using it for You're unhinged. <laughs> right? Um and then anyways they uh, uh Olivia ends up getting home with her friends and she ends up uh leaving with the dress on through the bathroom door. Um through the bathroom window. Yeah. Leaving it wide open behind her. Yeah. Um and then Jesus she shuts Christ. the window, doesn't think anything of it, but it's time to it's just, it's nuts because she's really trying to be Olivia at this point. It's no longer wanting to be friends. It's mm-hmm. like, I want to live this life. Yeah. Um, using her, her fucking sex toys is gross as fuck. <laughs> and with her, the way that she left, I don't know if she put that back. Maybe it's still laying on the bed. So imagine seeing that when you when you get home mm-hmm. and uh, you have a sex toy that's on in your bed, <laughs> a bathroom window open, dress missing. Like what the fuck is going on? You know. But yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. She she. You can. You, you want me to go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she goes to break open the layer. She starts throwing everything down, and then she finds that there was one more mannequin head that didn't have anything. It's on the ground. So what does she do? Since she's super pissed off um, and not knowing what to do, she goes on a hunt. Um, and she's like wearing like um like an actual like um, fur coat too. So you know she means business at this <laughs> point. And this is a cool part too because Jill it actually makes a cameo here because um, Claire goes to knock on her door and. Once again, this just sets up another, like, no shits given, no security. Claire just walks up, bangs on the door. Jill answers, and she says, do you have a phone? She's like, yeah, I'll get it. <laughs> None of, like, is, are you okay? Or anything like that. No questions. Just- yeah, just, okay, come on. So she comes in, and then Claire fucking knocks her out with the phone, and then scalps her, and then manically... Sits, eats pizza, covered in blood while watching. Yeah, just like laughing, giggling. So you know that she's like, she's getting a high essentially yeah. off of this. At yeah, this she's point. got her scalp on too. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. And then she yeah. goes back to the lair too, and she looks like all like all the pictures of like I guess mm-hmm. when she was um younger, or with her mother, or or whatever they may be, maybe past victims who really know. Um, but yeah, she like rearranges her her layer too. Like I think she kind of hides away her her um her trophies a little bit, and yeah. then it's now the big day. It's the wedding, wedding day. day. Um, yeah. So, um, it's wedding day, and uh, there are pictures. Oh wait, so I'm trying to remember the context of these pictures. It's when she's running out. It's the pictures of her running from the house. Like someone snapped pictures oh, of yeah. her. Yeah, that's that's the one that's in the in the coffee shop. So it's like somebody was there snapping pictures of Watching Claire. Yeah. So it's like she was being watched, but that's like By who? Yeah, we never really get any kind of closure with that. <laughs> that's um, okay though. Yeah. 
So, um, anyways, yeah, it's wedding day. She's uh, got to do Olivia's hair. Yep. Um, and uh, pictures of Cliff. Promise you really see her. I remember. Yeah, when she arrives, she goes to Charlie and says, "Do you promise you really see her?" And he's, like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, of course." Oh, yeah. Um, but then she does her hair, and everyone's loving it. They're all around mm-hmm. Olivia, but she says she's Claire, no. the one who actually did the hair. Yeah, no, um, she has to talk to the little girl instead because she's the only one that talked yeah. to her. Um, but then like they're struggling, like something gets like fucked up or something. They're like, "Oh, uh, will you come uh, work help help us with this, um, mm-hmm. so it doesn't you don't mess up your beautiful work." Mm-hmm. So I think that was like Olivia kind of trying to like you know, serve, but, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so, um, very beautiful, so it's gonna be, yeah, um, that's what she says to the little girl, cause uh, she's like, I want you to do my hair just like Olivia. Oh, um, so yeah, Claire, she, uh, watches Olivia and Charlie, they're having a conversation, um, Which, that was the one other thing that kind of, like, got me confused, cause usually during the wedding, you don't want to see each other until you're at the altar. Right? Yeah, I think so. I think traditionally, yeah. So they wanted to do like a a, a pregame, essentially, <laughs> of the wedding. I guess so. I mean, hey, I mean, it's, it's your day, so you do, you do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but then uh, Claire, everyone leaves um, while Claire's fixing, like, doing finishing touches on, like, the hair and yeah. whatnot, and it's just her and Olivia. Um, They're, you know, talking, and Claire says... Yeah, I don't run. I I lied to you, and then Olivia's just like oh. it's like a heart to heart kind of yeah. honest conversation. Um, um, cut to the wedding. Yeah, the actual climax of this bat shit movie. Um, Aaron, I'll let I'll let you um, I don't know, discuss your feelings of this oh, since man. I've seen this a lot because I I'm always very intrigued of <laughs> how you feel about um that are like this. Yeah, so then we got um, the groom waiting up at the altar. Olivia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> walking down the aisle. You got the flower girl. She came through. Um, then um, she gets up. She lifts up the veil. And Charlie, you see, you don't see the uh, face, but you see Charlie's face reaction. And yeah. something's not right. He starts to like, just like, he looks like he's having a panic attack. He backs off. Yeah. Um, he's like... And then cut to Claire's, uh, or Olivia's face, and it's Claire with her scalp on. Yep. You can tell because it's like a line of blood starting to drip. Yeah. It does more and more as, um, you know, as people, more people realize, and everyone starts screaming. Yeah. They run out back. They're like, what'd you do with her? Yeah. Um, another, oh, sorry. The, another really funny thing, though, is like, you can, you notice, like, us as a viewer notice, she's way taller. Yeah. So, like, off the bat, you're like, yeah, oh, fuck. Right. Yep. And even when Char- when he, uh, when she's walking up to Charlie, even Charlie's, like, looking at her, like, yeah, a bit weird. Yeah. You think, like, her mother would have caught on to that right away. Mm-hmm. But, no, I guess she's just so in the moment that yeah. she doesn't Nobody, think anything yeah. of it. But Charlie um, definitely does. And I would, too. Because uh, she, she's almost as tall as Charlie when Olivia was, like, mm-hmm. probably a little lower than um, shoulders. Yeah. Um, Claire had scalped Olivia. and um, I okay. wish we saw it happen. I know, right? <laughs> I really do. Everyone's freaking out. They ask, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. Um, And then 
Yeah, like a close there. Yep. And that was stylish. Yes, it's a fucking phenomenal film. Um, Jill and everybody at Six Tape Productions and anybody who worked on this film. Fucking amazing film. Um, I've actually been starting to feel kind of bad lately with the ratings that I've been giving because I've just been giving some tens to everything. <laughs> um, and this is going to be another one of them because, once again, this is, even though it has a lot of inspirations, um, it, it thrives off some other things. But the story at heart, I feel, is so original. Um, uh, other than... Yeah, there's not many um, killer killer hairstylists. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I mean, you got like Doctor Giggles and stuff. Like, who is like a mad like dentist and shit. But um, yeah, nothing, um, nothing at, at this extent. I mean, the closest that you can get, like, oh, this is just a rip off of Maniac. Like, not really. It's definitely it's still, it. yeah, it's its own entity. Um, and I, I fucking love this film. Um. I was really upset that I didn't see this before it came to um, services. I wish I saw this um, before uh, to be one of those people like, yeah, I saw this when it, you know, it dropped. But um, nope, not not me, unfortunately. But um, great film, ten out of ten. Uh, color palette is amazing. Oh, um, just sim- yeah, just and- the cinematography is amazing. The acting is so above par. Um, it's fucking great. So, great job, guys. Uh, what about you, Aaron? Uh, like I said, it starts off right away. It just keeps going up until it some bigness. Um, yeah. No, not even really, but like, you know, but kind of makes you wish, like, kind of wanting more, like, what happened after this, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but I thought it was really cool the acting. It's an original concept. Um, I haven't seen anything like it. I'll give it. Um, I'm gonna say ten out of ten. Oh really? Yeah, okay. Just you're gonna fall in line with me? Yeah. Just because I mean, you're I didn't a little bit anything. harsher. Yeah. But like, I didn't see anything I disliked about it. You know. Yeah. I mean, there's been a few people who are like, "Oh, this is kind of like a slow burn movie." I don't think so. Really. Slow burns take a while for anything to happen. Don't, you, I normally hate slow burns. You know that, so yeah. I don't think this was. But this movie literally starts off right at the bat, so how could you call it a slow burn? Oh, yeah. You get a kill right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, within the first, like, seven minutes, like, it, it happens, and then it's just a fucking roller coaster. You are in the mind of Claire the entire time. Mm-hmm. This movie is about Claire. Her it's, mind is a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you feeling insane by... Watching her go insane and do all these crazy just things. Watching her, yeah, like fall into this, like yeah, it's other personality. Like she's so many people. And another really cool scene too is like when she's in the lair before she goes and um, I think kills um Jill is when she puts on like all the wigs and she's like quoting them yep. and stuff and knowing like yeah she's held on to these and she knows each one like she knows them yeah um and she just wants to be them but nothing is working so she has to go get a new one i wonder how she preserves must stink dude yeah i know but even like the hair itself would go white you know after a while because mm. it's not getting the, the nutrients, nutrients or whatever shit, yeah so you would think that that it would like um start to turn gray or whatever so yeah that's, that's a i was thinking about that too i'm like how does she this from unless she just dyes it 
yeah. she has a hairstylist. Maybe she just dyes it yeah, the color that keeps was. Keeps up with it, yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> with the, the rotting flesh would definitely um, not be fun putting on your head. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, this movie is fucking phenomenal. If you haven't seen it, uh, you're living under a fucking rock. And that's kind of like what a lot of movies lately, if you haven't been seeing them, I just don't know where you are in your life. You need to watch these movies. And this is one of them. Um, it. It's it's good. I, if you have money, I would really suggest getting the, um, the Arrow um, movie because it has so many features on it. It's got the original like concept with the uh, short film that was on it called Call Girl. Uh, it's got commentary tracks on it. It's got a lot of really cool shit. Um, there's even a vinyl out for the score that I did buy. This has not came yet. Um, so I'm waiting for that, which looks fucking sick. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of good shit out right now, man. Like, horror is thriving because sure. guess what? Our world is a fucking horror movie. It is. It really is. This Like, what just happened the past couple of days is just i can't I, I can't believe the reality that i'm living in the the world Sickening. and the, the country that i live in is not the country that i grew up in no. i feel nope um and i want to move <laughs> i really fucking do i want i want to get out of here but um until any of that happens if it does um this was the baron title podcast i was your host dustin i was your co-host aaron and thank you guys for the constant support um there is um an episode that will be coming out on wednesday which would be the adam stovall uh interview that we did which was really fucking fun um i love doing these interviews um and some other stuff that we got kind of coming down the uh horizon is we have our david howard thornton interview that we uh have been kind of going back and forth with because of personal things that have been going on um let me see if there's any other uh, things going on before um, we sign off. Um, no, I think that's it for right now. I have something really big in the works, but I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, that that's the show. So, Aaron, thank you for always being here, man. Thank and um, the show is so fucking fun. We have a lot of really cool things that are going on in the backgrounds right now. So, thank you guys for the constant support, and thank we'll you. catch you next time. Goodbye.